and welcome back to the Living in Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Ross O'Hare, and with me today, I've got Ben Brezina. Hey, Ross. How are you? Good, thanks. And frequent podcast guest here. Good to have you back. So today, we are going to do something a little different. We uh, recently had a conversation about our podcast, and yes. uh, we were talking about which one was listened to the most, which ones had the most impact. And it was the, from season one, we were talking about this, and it was the concept of God. It was the first episode. It's been listened to the most. And so it was interesting. And then we were talking also about how our website has articles on it. And the number one article on our website that people have read and visited is uh, about an article about who God is. Yeah. And so it's kind of interesting that both of those things kind of fall in the same vein. I mean, even in the Living in Jesus, the first session is the concept of God. It's a foundational truth that we all want to know more about, learning more about all the time. And so, you know, I thought I had this idea of trying to do like a mini-series from listening to the staff and hearing from the staff of who God is to them, knowing God on a deeper and more personal level. So, you know, that's kind of where we want to start today is kind of lay some foundation for this mini-series of how do we know God better? You know, why do we want to do that? And that's kind of the first question we can start off with is why is it important to know God more? Yeah, Ross, that's a that's a great question. And before we can get to know God, we have to want to know God. And so mm-hmm. having a reason why knowing God, and I think we have to go back to the fact that He's the Creator, and He's made us to know Him. Mm-hmm. He's a relational God, and He made us to know Him. Yeah. And that's when we experience life the best. So yeah. I, I think we're all searching for some meaning in life. Like, why am I here? What's my purpose? Is my purpose to keep myself alive? Did (laughs) I wake up this morning to make sure I eat, make sure I protect myself, keep my body healthy so I can stay alive? Is that my purpose? Or is it to find pleasure? A lot Mm. of people pursue pleasure. But ultimately, we were made for God to know Him Mm. and to walk intimately with Him. And that's really our reason for existence is to know Him. And so when you look in the Bible, you see people who have discovered God and entered into relationship, and they start valuing it tremendously. I I think about Daniel. He said that people who know their God will display strength and take action Hmm. when times are tough. I Hmm. mean, and Daniel himself, he was in the lion's den. He experienced some difficult things, but knowing God meant for him that you'll display strength and take action. Mm. God said through the prophet Jeremiah that knowing me is the only thing that's worth boasting about. Mm. It's not riches. It's not strength. It's not anything that you have, your possessions. It's in knowing God. Mm. And ultimately, Jesus Christ says eternal life is found in knowing the Father. Mm. We need life. We're made for eternal life, but that's not a place we go to when we die. Mm. It's knowing God experientially, intimately, and relationally. Yeah, man, yeah, so great because, you know, obviously growing up in the church and around Christian culture, a lot of times it's about, you know, what you're doing for God, and there's a lot of that kind of thing, and that's kind of my mentality for a long time. But when you get that paradigm shift, and it's you understand that you're made for God and to know Him and be known by Him, it puts a different spin on it, which is really great. So the why is like the understanding why we're doing it, but the the next step is how do we actually do that? How do we actually know God more? Yeah, and that's, that can be a difficult question when you start to think about it because God is not visible to the human eye, yeah. right? He's a spiritual being, so how do we get to know a spiritual being? And I think uh, God 
lays it out by revealing himself in the truth. Hmm. And so the way to get to know God is to get to know the truth. So then the question is, how do we know truth? Hmm. And there's a variety of ways that God's revealed truth to us. I mean, one simple way is in his creation. We can Hmm. look in his creation and deduce things about the creation and therefore about the creator who who must have intelligence and yeah. wisdom yeah. and magnificence and power and all these things. So that that gives us a brief glimpse into truth, just looking at nature, God speaking through that, the truth to us. Obviously, we have the scripture too, and we can look back on things that God has revealed to people relationally in their past relationships has mm. been recorded. Yep. But ultimately, the truth of God has most clearly revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And when he came, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yep. No one can come to the Father. That's a relational coming. Yeah, knowing God. But through me, right. knowing Jesus and accepting and believing in him. Mm. And that's how we come to the Father, the Bible says. So Jesus gave us tremendous amount of truth, both in his teaching, the way he lived his life, what he showed while he was here, Mm. reveals a tremendous amount about who God is and how to get to know him in a deeper way. Yeah, this is one of my like favorite topics to think about and discuss right now. We've had quite a few discussions leading up to this podcast about this, but the truth is such an amazing concept, and the fact that it's embodied in Jesus is such a, like another layer that's really cool to think about. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, in the counseling room, I'll talk to people about this idea of truth, right? People want to know what's true because it's like a, it's a true north, and there's that word there, true north, but it's like a, it's a beacon in the distance of like, hey, this is real, and it's something that anchors us, gives us calm and peace in life, right? And so the truth is this really, really sought-after commodity, but it's amazing how a lot of times we don't equate that with God, Right, mm. we're like it's. I'm I'm learning this thing. It's almost like this knowledge is on this one side, and then God's on the other. And I love it because when we put those two together, when we experience truth, the way God designed the world, the way God designed relationships to work, you know, the way God designed marriages or parenting to work, like there's a design for these things that are based on truth and reality. And when we connect to those things, understand them, believe them, and live out those things. It's amazing how we're literally in step and communing and knowing God in a deeper, more meaningful way. And I love that concept because we can all have that moment in our lives where we've experienced something true. That's experiencing God. Yeah, and I mean, we get so many things in that, too. We experience peace. Like you mentioned, we experience the joy and and all the aspects of God's fruit, this yeah. fruit of the Spirit that we experience when we know the truth and we place our faith in the truth, yeah. Yeah, and when it brings that confidence, like you said in Daniel, when you know the truth, there's a confidence that comes with it too. Okay, so then moving next is, so now we know why it's important and you know the how is there being explained, but how does this, when we actually believe the truth, understand the truth, and see it in the person of Jesus, how does that affect our day-to-day lives in knowing God more? Yeah, and that's what we're going to be talking about over the next few series. When you interview other people, it'll be about how they came to know a truth and to know God more deeply, and then how that impacted their life and played out. But let me give us an example just to start out. The Bible talks about God being a shepherd, and you go back to Jacob, and you look at his life, and at the end of his life, he says, the Lord has been my shepherd all my life. 
And so discovering that truth, you start meditating on that truth. Okay, what what did he mean by that? How Mm. did God shepherd him? You can look and see how God led him and provided for him. And then you get on to David, and David in Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. And he spells it out even more. He restores my soul. Mm -hmm. He leads me beside quiet waters and sets a table in the presence of my enemies. All these aspects of God's shepherding. And so I'm seeing that. I'm learning truth in my life, okay? And then Jesus comes along, who is the truth, and he says, I'm the good shepherd. Mm -hmm. And the good shepherd lays his life down for his sheep. And so more and more truth I'm discovering, and I'm, I'm saying, okay, there's a God, and this God is like a shepherd, a shepherd who takes care of his sheep. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any sheep. I haven't had any sheep, but I look in the Bible and see how that works, how that plays out. He takes care of souls. He provides for my physical needs. He's always with me. He's watching over me. He's walking with me through the valley of the shadow of death. He's not necessarily keeping me from anything bad happening, but he's taking care of me as as I journey through life. Mm. And so as I'm living my life, I mean, just in fact, this last week, we had some really bad storms go through our area, and I had about eight big trees fall all around my house and cause some damage, but not to my house. Mm. And I was thinking that my immediate thought was the Lord provided for me in that situation. Yeah, there's going to be a cleanup and and a lot of work and and there's going to be some money involved. (laughs) And I can be tempted to think, man, I don't need all this Mm. pain and trouble. But I can also think the Lord is my shepherd in this and Mm. he's protecting me and he's watching after me. And he's providing what I need Mm. to be able to move forward on this. And when I think that way, then my soul is at rest. I'm at peace. You know, David said, in God's presence is fullness of joy, and in his right hand is pleasures forevermore. And as we come to know the truth that God is our shepherd, right, and we place our faith in that truth, and we start looking to him mm-hmm. to be our shepherd in our life, we'll experience his shepherding, mm-hmm. and we'll experience that peace. We'll experience him restore our soul. We'll experience him providing for our needs, comforting us, leading us like a shepherd. And so that's just one aspect, the yeah. aspect of knowing God as my shepherd. We can know about him, then we place our faith in that, and then we experience him as that intimately in our life. Yeah, and that progression is so important, like you said. I mean, I love that example because, you know, shepherds are a huge theme within the Bible, and to see it played out in your life, it's like you take this concept of modern-day America, I'm not a shepherd, you're not, you know, like, but how personal it can be because of the revelation of how Jesus has showed that to you and the impact that that makes in your life day-to-day, especially when trees are falling around your house and crazy things are happening. So, you know, if we had a major takeaway for anybody listening to this, where can we land this plane of why it's important to know God, how do you do that, and so they can kind of what to expect in this series? Yeah, I think there's no greater joy and purpose in life than pursuing knowing God. Paul said, that he counted everything as loss compared to the riches that are found in Christ Jesus and yeah. knowing him. Yeah. And I think, what is it that you want? Do you want a good marriage? Do you want a healthy relationships? Do you want to 
to have good mental health. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's found in Christ. The wisdom, do you need wisdom to make decisions? Do you need provision? It's found in a relationship with God that comes through knowing him yep. and then communing with him intimately. And my encouragement is to just, over the next few weeks, listen to how the staff members have gotten to know God mm. and what difference that's made in their life, and let that encourage you yeah. And I, to pursue knowing God more for ourselves, because when we know about God, then we place our faith, then we start walking with him. Hebrews says he's a rewarder of those who seek him, and we'll get the reward of him and his presence, his peace, his joy, and the satisfaction that comes with that. Yeah, it's so I'm so excited because I get a front row seat to listening to all these I know. conversations. I'm looking <laughs> forward to hearing them on the yeah. back end. Yeah. That's right. Ben, thank you so much for sharing with us today about this and laying this foundation for us. We're really excited about this series and hope you guys are too. Again, you guys can follow along in the Living in Jesus workbook. Again, the concept of God is the first session. It'd be great to read it over, look at it, study a little bit, and then that way when you hear the rest of these podcasts, it'll fit right in. But thank you, Ben. Yeah, appreciate thank it. Thank you, Ross. And we'll see you guys all next week on the Living in Jesus podcast. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. The Living in Jesus podcast is a production of Christian Families Today and is produced and edited by Ross O'Hare and Ben Brezina. Christian Families Today is a nonprofit discipleship counseling, training, and coaching ministry focused on equipping men, women, and children in how to build biblically healthy lives and families. You can visit our website at cftministry.org to find information about our ministry, the Living in Jesus study, and other free resources. If you are encouraged by this podcast, it would really mean a lot to us if you could take a minute and leave us a review. This podcast and all our free content is made available because of the generosity of people just like you from around the world. Until next week, Thank you and God bless.